Hey, have a nice okay, weekend. Okay, enjoy the buffet. Yes. <laughs> Will do. And uh, by the way, just a little bit of announcement. Um, I am aware now why Craig is not here this morning. Unfortunately, he was arrested this morning. Uh, over here at the station, they're aware of it as well. They're cooperating with authorities. Um, I'm taken aback and surprised by it, just like I'm sure everybody else is. I have no other information. There's nothing else I can say. I thought he called in sick this morning, but unfortunately, my partner was uh, arrested. So... Um, I guess there'll be more news to come, I'm sure, from somewhere, uh, but it's not going to come from me because I don't have any. And that's, uh, they're always uh, about that. Not easy. Suburban Family Morning. It's the Dave Jones Podcast. At the wall. Above the dim of our Rice Krispies. Anything at all. This is me trying to remember the lyric. Dave Jones Got Podcast with you. It is September 13th. Recording this podcast on September 13th. That it means... We have performed and finished our production of Grease at the Comedy Cellar. Yes, Grease, everybody's beloved favorite movie, and apparently just not everybody's beloved favorite because, well, not, not, not a lot of people showed up. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? But uh, all that and more uh, coming up on the Day After podcast, everybody's favorite podcast, where I throw the cast under the bus and talk about what horrible actors they are, and how nobody's clearly seen the movie, and how great I am. And who doesn't love a good podcast like that? Now, why I'm not more popular when I put out a quality podcast, making fun, taking down, and just really just relentlessly mocking my fellow actors and comedians, I mean, that should be a number one iTunes podcast because I am just a major dick. Very much like the part I played up top about Craig Carton, who, with Boomer Esiason, had the most probably successful radio show on what they now call Terrestrial Radio, and blew it. Blew it in a big way. But Craig Carton is a douchebag and got what he deserved. And obviously, more on that. Well, right now. So that's the story, everybody. It's uh, September 13th. We're in the middle of September. Jeff Ross's birthday, my nephew's birthday, September 13th. After the stupid September 11th, with nobody wants to deal with anymore. Let's just wipe it off the calendar because it's just a bummer and a half. But uh, here we are the day after we've um, done Greece, and uh, we've, I don't know, I feel like I've been gone for so long. I think what I'm going to be doing, that, well, i got a couple of things i got to tell you. Let's just turn this off and get down to business. You know how that confuses me. I'm not very bright, and I can't handle two things at the same time, which is why when I play my guitar, 
sometimes with Memo in a little band, I cannot back him up with the vocals because I can only concentrate on one thing at a time. I can either sing it or I can play it, but I can't do both. So when you see somebody singing and playing the guitar, they're probably a pretty smart person. I think you got to have like some sort of intelligence to be able to do both. Or maybe it's just some sort of motor skill that some people have and some don't. I suppose it's like patting your head and rubbing your belly. And then, you know, now I'm looking in the window at my thing. I'm doing this in my bedroom. And all I can see is my hair popping up over the headphones. It's driving me crazy, even though nobody's here. I mean, I guess the people looking inside the window can see it. But it's dark already. It's only, uh, it's only like 7 o'clock. Is it 7? Oh, it's 8 o'clock already, uh, and it's totally pitch black outside, but I think that's because the weather's bad because it's like, you know, already bumming everybody out that it's getting dark early. But I just didn't feel like doing it in the living room today. I just needed some space and some time, and I'm feeling pretty good. The show went well. Again, more on this later. Let me just tell you this one thing. Let me tell you a couple things. I got maybe a little house cleaning, we'll say. Uh, Last week, I had some trouble putting up the podcast because my SoundCloud account expired now i since the inception of the podcast 149 shows ago or whatever it is uh two years two years probably to the date uh i have been on the soundcloud account and the 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 people at stand up new york where the where the podcast started the stand up labs and they were kind enough after we parted ways, even after I, you know, was mean to the guy online, but I apologized profusely, and I told you all this, or mean, mean to the guy in the podcast after they fired me. Uh, you know, I, I felt we've made up since then, but maybe, maybe we haven't. And they were kind enough to, I guess, you know, I never complained, I never thought about it, I never took a look at it, to, I guess, give me like a two-year subscription. And uh, it ended. And I only found out when I wasn't allowed to upload and they said they wanted some money. I mean, I've been doing it for free. And I don't even care, you know, if it's going to cost money. That's that's fine. I just didn't know how it's going. And I, my email address is still the stand-up labs one. And if I can't change my primary address, I can't... I want to change the name of the show. It's still technically called The Spread. Uh, where you see it everywhere. I want to get rid of that. I actually want to call it now. I don't know why this took me so long to figure out. I want to call it The Nightfly with Dave Jeskow, which makes sense because the picture that I have is off the album The Nightfly. Speaking of which, Walter Becker just died from uh, Steely Dan. Uh, I was nervous. It was so funny. Somebody said, oh, the guy from Steely Dan. I'm like, is it Donald Fagan? Is it Donald Fagan? Because that, that would be so weird since I just said I was going to change my podcast to The Nightfly and then Donald Fagan died. But it's uh, Walter Becker, so uh, Steely Dan will continue. Which is odd because I think they always have a residency at um, the Beacon in October. I wonder, I wonder how that does affect it. You know, I don't think you need Walter Becker. Is that a horrible thing to say? Uh, you know, it's all Donald Fagan. It's all his singing. And, you know, as we know, Walter Becker's solo album is just horrible. And that's what they play when it's time to go to the bathroom. We've spoken about this before. Anyway, uh, the point is, I want to change the name of my show. Uh, I want to change a couple of things, but I can't. I can't do it because I'm not the primary address. So anyway, um, I was able to like pay, you know, the subscription rate or, or whatever it is, and I, I thought it was this pro thing, so it was like seven dollars for the month because I want to go like month to month until I figure out what I'm going to do. I mean, do I leave SoundCloud? Or am I do SoundCloud? But if you only pay the seven, you only get four tracks, so like all my tracks just automatically disappear. My previous ones. And, you know, maybe I don't care, but it's like you put in like 
150 shows? Like, shouldn't there be a backlog? I mean, how am I going to do this? They they don't say how to transfer. You have to talk to the guy. And I talked to the guy at Stand Up Labs, and he's not helping a lot, and um, or at all. Uh, so I I guess I'm I don't know. I'm going to have to get. I I don't I don't know what I'm going to do. Uh, I'd like to keep the catalog. I don't know how you do it. I mean, maybe it's time to move to a different location. Maybe it's... I, I really don't know. I'm not sure how to handle this. Uh, I kind of wish I knew about it in the summer and maybe I would have started something September 1st, but maybe January 1st we'll just move locations or something. I don't know. But then the $7 wasn't enough. You had to pay like the fifteen ninety nine or whatever it is a month so I can get the whole back catalog and it's like the unlimited so you can you know I can upload as much as I want because if I did the... $7 version, I can only upload uh, four shows a month, maybe. I think they give you six hours. So if you go over, you know, it, it's going to like cut, it's not going to upload like my last thing. So it'd be a disaster. So you got to pay the 50. So big deal. What is that? You know, like $130, $150 a, a year. Totally worth it to put the podcast out to uh, you nice folks. But uh, yeah, I don't know what to do. I'd like to be on a. I don't know. I like being on SoundCloud. I enjoy it, but it would be nice to maybe be on somebody's network. I know uh, Robert Kelly has the Riotcast, where everybody, you know, all my comic friends are located and stuff. But I don't know whether I put. They're, they're very serious of the kind of shows they put on, so I don't know if I fit the mold. I'm not sure what to do yet. I'm not sure what to do. And then, do you keep the catalog going? Like, you know, all the past shows. Does it matter? I don't know. I don't know. Again, you know, I wish I had some sort of theme. Somebody says girl at my office she's like 22 she asked like what's the theme of your podcast i'm like theme there's, there's no the theme is dave Cheskow and his life now that should be a good enough theme for anyone so that's uh, what i was doing last week i'm just not sure what to do but i was glad i was at least able to get the new podcast up and everything and up and running i thought it was a good one with memo i think last time right so that's the other thing too is um you know i was talking to steve torelli about this and uh <laughs> Uh, I think people like the, the, the Monday morning uh, coming out with the podcast on Mondays, you know, I think, uh, and since I, it's not really a sports podcast anymore, it really doesn't matter, you know, I'm not giving my my picks anymore or anything, I, I, don't, I don't know, maybe I will, it, I mean, it'd be kind of funny if I give the picks and then, you know, it comes out on Monday and you're just like, oh my God, he's horrible, but um, I don't know, maybe that's what I'll do, I don't, we'll mix it up, I guess, but right now I'm planning on maybe just a Monday Okay, you're just gonna new episode's gonna drop on Monday, man, with some sick beats. Monday, it's gonna drop. So that's the plan. Uh, so I guess the plan would be uh, this show, the 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 after um, you know Village Underground performance uh, podcast. Uh, next, the week after that, uh, the next Monday would be Grace. You will get to hear it, and and I think you're gonna want to because uh, it went sensational last night. Again, I'll get to that in a second. And then I'm going to Los Angeles, so, uh, you know, I'll be making podcasts out there. I'm just not sure whether there will be a lapse of any kind. I, I, I think if I put out the podcast on that next Monday, I'll be in L.A., so I think we'll be, we'll be okay. And we'll, we'll be able to still keep up with the, uh, the schedule. Because, I mean, you know, you don't even want to take a week off. you got to have the podcast. Am I right? Am I right? <laughs> Anywho... So, that's the plan. Now, so many things to say. First of all, this is Craig Carton. Now, I am a huge fan of Boomer and Carton. 
I listen all the time when Howard is on vacation, especially during football season, especially on Fridays during football season when they give their picks. Uh, I listen for a long time. I, I really enjoy their rant together, but I have never liked Craig Carton. I think he is a dick. Uh, and I have heard from extremely reliable sources, and I don't care if I tell you who it is, Artie and uh, Rachel, uh, that he is a dick. Uh, but it's so noticeable, and I think that's why I didn't like him. I Before they even said anything, I said, he seems like a dick. And and here's why. When you listen to the, and, and it's funny when you can actually, you don't like somebody, but you can listen to the show anyway. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's, we're all in agreement if you listen to Mike Francesa on The Fan, nobody likes Mike Francesa, but we are obsessed with listening to him. His, you know, he's wrong about everything, mostly. He's obviously very knowledgeable, but he's like an he's a egocentric, crazy idiot. But yet we are, if you like sports and, you know, you like football and stuff, you, we were, that Mike Francesa, so Sunday morning, now I didn't listen to who they had on this, I mean, that was my favorite thing. I would get a, I would get... I'd sometimes go for a bike ride on Sunday mornings when it was nice. Make sure I go at 9 o'clock so I can hear his opening monologue for 20 minutes, a Sunday NFL football thing he did, let alone his show from 1 to 6. I mean, we like his voice. His voice booming all over the parking lot at the Meadowlands. And, yeah, I guess just the Meadowlands. I think, I don't know. whether I've never seen the show anywhere else. So his voice booming. He had a, he had a voice we all liked, but we all know he's just a dick. And, and the way he treats callers and all that stuff. But we listen to him anyway, right? So it's the same thing with Carton. And uh, there was something good about him. Like when he'd have some of the Howard Stern show people like Sour Shoes, he realized his genius and he could do an imitation and he would let him go, which is a sign of a good person. But I would, I would notice signs of him being a, a very, very jealous prick and not being content of where he was and uh, being very much like me in a way, but me from 20 years ago where I'm like, why, are not, why am I not getting that? Why am I not getting that? Now, that's gone away from me. I mean, I, I know why I'm not getting it now uh, or whatever I'm you know, referring to is, is in a broader sense. But uh, that's the way you can tell he is on the air. You can tell he's very jealous of what Boomer does, very jealous that Boomer has you know, 20 other shows, very jealous that he's not asked to co-host inside the NFL and when he was on Inside the NFL, I remember because I watched that show every week, he was on an episode, and you can see he's, he's like, why? He said it on the show. How come I'm not on this every week? And it's just so obvious that he is just a dick and a half and a completely egocentric douchebag, but sometimes you like that in your sports radio host. In the show Frasier, um, there was that uh, character Bulldog who was the sports guy, and he was just a dick. He was a major dick, but, you know, he had the successful show. I know that's just a fantasy show, but Craig Carton's very much like that. It was a bald sports guy that was just an asshole, and people like that. People like assholes on the radio. I mean, before we knew Howard Stern's background and that he was actually a very nice guy off the air, we liked him because he was a complete asshole, and people like assholes. And um, that's probably why I have friends in general. People enjoy assholes sometimes as long as they know that there's really no evil uh, uh, behind you. But with Craig, I, I, Craig Carton, I, I think there was, you know, like clearly now we know he got arrested because he's a douchebag. I was laughing. I mean, this is terrific. What a complete tool. Gambling debts. I still don't buy it. I, I don't even know. How do, you, how do you owe hotel gambling debts where you got to like, you know, do something drastic? It's a hotel. It's not like my bookie. 
if you heard me on the Jim and Sam show, I was talking about, you know, my bookies are the ones that, you know, beat you up. I don't, I don't know whether the, the hotels would do that. I don't know. You know, I don't know what they do there. But um, the whole thing is suspicious anyway. But I know when he was a guest on Artie's show, he was a dick. He's, you know, he comes off just an asshole when he's on somebody else's show. And that's the time where you're supposed to come off as, you know, a nicer guy, let alone off the camera. Now, him and Rachel Feinstein, I remember her talking about that. They did kind of a pilot together. And she's like, he was such a dick. He was such a dick to me. But that could be maybe... He's like, why am I doing the show with a girl? Maybe because, you know, Lenny Marcus is annoyed by Rachel's, uh, you know, nonsense when she makes up sports stuff. Sometimes it gets annoying to people. I still find it funny, but sometimes it gets annoying to people. So who knows? But the guy's a dick, and I think he had it coming. Uh, obviously, you feel bad for his family. Certainly, I knew uh, the the one kid in high school whose father went to jail, and it was devastating, and that kid is a mess. He's a, you know, he's not a bad sort but he is a mess his marriage is a, was a mess i mean it was a he's a mess and the one kid that ends up you know whose father goes to school and everybody knows about it it's too bad so you feel bad for the kids and the and the wife but he's a dick and uh you know really i don't think anybody cares because everybody's now calling him out on it uh he used to be my sister used to like him because he used to be on a station called 101.5 out of jersey and uh, she used to like him, but the people on that station are saying he was like a cancer on that station. He was like a, just a complete asshole, and I'm pretty sure it's just unanimous that he's an asshole. I guess Boomer liked him because he kind of worshipped Boomer, but that's the thing. Why does Boomer get all those shows? Oh, maybe because he was a professional football player and was in the Super Bowl. Maybe that has something to do with it, you know, when he's good at his job. I don't know. But, you know, Boomer obviously idolized him. Who wouldn't? You know, I mean, when John Ritchie was on Artie Lang's show, we all worshipped him uh, because, you know, he's a pro NFL player. Any dude, any straight male is going to worship any guy that has ever set foot in an NFL game. There's your their college, like, wow, that's pretty cool. And then there's the, wow, you played for the, the Raiders and the Eagles? That's unbelievable. You know, and there's there's stats and there's video and there's proof and you know, I mean, how cool is that? So, yeah, you're you're always going to worship somebody. And then there's Boomer who, you know, was, was, he was the quarterback, so he's highlighted, and he was in the Super Bowl. And, oh, you know, yeah, he didn't win it, but, you know, he lost to Joe Marino. Dan Marino. Oh, Dan Marino, what does it matter? He lost to Joe Montana. He lost to Joe Montana, and he was winning, and it's a classic game. But, you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? It's like, you know, the, the guy in the Falcons, they, they can blame themselves forever, because they were up 28 to 3. But that's the bad part. If they were just playing, like Jake DeLome uh, from the Carolina Panthers, when he had the Patriots on the run in one of the Super Bowls, and the Patriots came back, you say, hey, we gave it a try. We lost to Tom Brady, who now is officially the greatest quarterback to ever play the game, whether you like it or not. After, again, what we saw in that Super Bowl. Yeah, he's the greatest quarterback of all time. There's just no other way to say it. The guy's amazing. And then what's with that on Monday night? I put everything on that. Monday night, first game. I always bet on the Super Bowl champs the first game of the season and to cover the spread. And whoa, what happened? That was crazy. The Kansas City Chiefs. So I'm already out of my knockout pool. You know, like I lost the first. I was just like, I'm going to bet the Patriots. You know, just not to, they don't have to cover the spread. They just got to win because I hate losing the first week and I end up losing the first week. And now I'm out of the pool forever. You know, it just, it's that simple. It's a knockout pool and you only get one chance. And, uh, 
you know, let alone my my pool where I made it my key pick and everything. I was like so depressed, but like not that depressed because I still won money because uh, I bet the over and you know a bunch of other, I didn't bet the game, so I just bet the over, you know, which I've been doing, which has been pretty good. Although this weekend. It didn't work out that well, but uh, the Monday night games, they had the two Monday night games that worked out really well. Both overs came in, so I uh, took that because I told you I'm, I, I'm not betting the teams because the overs are are working. Uh, and then we, you know, we're always in that Staten Island pool, me and my friend Joe and Caitlin, and once again, uh, came up, won the first game. I mean, we had seven and zero in both games on different boxes, and uh, one of them came in, we were hoping. So we won the first quarter, so... That takes away some of the money we have to pay out, and hopefully, uh, you know, we'll end up getting paid. Because my favorite thing is to win that pool once in a while, and then the money goes to the pizza place, and then I can buy everybody at the Comedy Cellar a pizza with our winnings. So obviously, the staff at the Comedy Cellar is always rooting for Dave Juskow. Now, uh, enough of the Craig Carton thing. Uh, he is a douchebag, and that's that. Let's talk about let's talk about Greece. Greece last night went swimming. It went terrific. It was probably the best show I've ever done. Say it was half filled. I mean, it was a bummer that it wasn't sold out. Maybe a hundred people came. Uh, you know, it holds two. I was a little bummed about that. My new ticket sales were bad. Uh, the manager kept. Letting me know. Um, and, you know, it just, uh, it's too bad. Because the people that were there had the greatest time they have may have ever had at a comedy club. I mean, it was that great a deal. Uh, not at a comedy, you know, better time ever at a comedy, but they had a terrific time. The crowd was, they were just, they laughed at everything. They loved the songs. They appreciated the effort. And my mother loved it. I mean, she was laughing. I know we played that goodbye girl. Everyone, my mother loved it. I got to get that clip when I see it. I will get it because I can't stop saying it all the time. Everyone, my mother loved it. And I got to say, I mean, my voice was was great. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know what happened. It, it, I, I, it was really good. I was hitting all the notes. Maybe it's just doing the imitation, which is the helpful part. Because you know, I was talking like the sand. Come on. What's the matter with you, Sandy? Come on, I thought we were going to make it. Now I'm doing Saturday Night Fever, but whatever. But they appreciated all the dialogue and the the nuances and stuff like that. And, you know, my, my voice. And uh, Mateo was brilliant as Frenchie and Sonny when he kept changing his wig. That's something, you know, when I play it next week, you probably won't be able to tell why they're laughing, but he's changing wigs. And he did the Frenchie voice. Gee, Sandy, I thought... You know, something like that. It was pretty funny. And uh, Judy Gold... She's such a hot mess that she was hilarious. And we were rehearsing her songs up until the end. We didn't get to finish the show rehearsal because she just kept, she just couldn't get the notes right. And uh, there are worse things I could do. She just couldn't get it, which again leads, I mean, always to believe. I'm like, have she seen the movie? Have these people seen the movie? And she has a piano now. She was asking for the sheet music. She reads sheet music. But she could not get it right and was really kind of ruining our rehearsal time. Came 45 minutes late. She's still a doll. And I knew she was still going to be great. And I knew it wouldn't matter if she didn't hit the notes because she'd find a way to comedically get out of it. But I know she sings. It's just weird because me and Bethel, who was playing Sandy, 
when we got there, when we rehearsed on Monday, we just like went into it as if we had practiced a hundred times. But me, I know it so well. I, I didn't need any instruction or anything. I just know the song so well. I know the nuances like, you know, going, um, I got chills. They're multiplying, you know, and you go up like that, like and stuff. And uh, so I was doing all the stuff that Travolta did, and I really think the audience appreciated it. And I, I swear, I don't know where I got the voice from because, you know, my voice has been, we've been talking about it's been fledgling the past few years. But it was really on. And, and the funny thing was I wasn't positive until people said, wow, you can really sing. Uh, because, you know, it's one of those things where in my head, um, you know, I thought I was doing a good job, but you never know. And all through it, I was telling my niece on, on Sunday that I felt like Penny from The Big Bang Theory. If you've seen that episode where she's auditioning for Rent or she's going to be in Rent and she keeps singing this song when she's going down the staircase and they keep running away because they don't want to see the show. And that's what I thought I sounded like when I was practicing in my house, you know, my mind. And then, of course, I remember the classic episode where I was in my band, Cow, K-O-W. And I'd gotten really drunk before a rehearsal because it seemed like the right thing to do at the time. I was just really angry. Gotten, that was the day I found out I was getting sued by Caroline's. So I'm like, I'm going to get loaded. And I got loaded. And then I went to rehearsal. And I don't know what we sang. I don't remember. It could have been a Smithereen song. It could have been an original song. I don't remember what we sang. The whole band was there for rehearsal in this guy's loft. And I sang my heart out. It was unbelievable. I mean, I gave it. I was like... When I finished, I like threw the mic down. I'm like, now that's how it's done. And then the uh, the band leader was like, um, dude, you can never drink again. That was, I, what the fuck was that? Like, I, in my head, that was the greatest performance ever given by a male solo performer. But apparently, and there's no recording of it. Oh, they must have been looking at me from behind. I was in front. I mean, they must have just been so embarrassed. And they're like, we put our eggs into this bed. This guy's horrible. So in my head, I was like, I think it sounds pretty good, but I wasn't sure. I'm like, I think, you know, and then I think people started laughing when I was singing because, you know, I guess I was kind of doing it like Travolta. And then I was like nervous. I'm like, oh, they're making fun of me. But I guess they weren't. I mean, it, it came out good. And that's why, you know, um, I uh, was feeling like it, it was good, but you don't want to praise yourself. But I remember from Bend It Like Beckham when she's just like, you know, I played soccer today and I won. I And we won. And I was good. And I was happy because I wasn't sneaking off and lying to you. I didn't ask to be good at football. Guru Nanak must have blessed me. Yes, Guru Nanak must have blessed me. Thank God Guru Nanak must have blessed me. Anyway, there was a scout from America there today, and he's offered me a place at a top university with a free scholarship and a chance to play football professionally. And I really want to go. That's the exact opposite thing that happened to me last night. There were no scouts in the place, and my manager was there, and then we went uh, you know, drinking upstairs afterwards, and she left her credit card and ID there and had a tab... And then she called me and said, hey, I left my credit card and ID because I'm a jackass. And so then I and then the woman said, do you want to cash it out? I'm like, yeah, just put it on her credit card. And then the credit card was declined. So my manager left me with a three hundred dollar tab because she was buying everybody drinks. 
And um, that's the exact opposite of a scout being there from America who was going to take me and play at university or anything. The exact opposite. Because my manager is an idiot. They're sorry. There's no other... I don't think she listens to the podcast. So it doesn't matter. There's just no other way to put it. I mean, that is just the jackass moves of all time. We were going through a rough patch anyway, so all she needed to do was show up and be supportive, and then it, you know, that happens. I don't know anybody who has it. So the whole, so then I got to pay the tab, and you know, that's I don't mind paying the tab for everybody who's you know having a good time, but this time I'm like, oh, thank God, somebody else is picking up or or something, you know, and then you know I'm stuck with the bill again, and then I just leave, and I'm like, that's so classic. That is so classic. Can anything else happen this way? I don't know. It's just. She's crazy. I don't know. You know, she's a kid. She's like 30, so she does, but she keeps getting drunk. I keep telling her, you shouldn't drink here. And I've told her, don't drink at the cellar because you're just a mess and you got to be professional here. And I understand you want to drink and party. That's fine, but do it somewhere else because don't do it here. Then the bartender's like, wow, your manager's a jackass. <laughs> yeah, she's not very bright. She left her driver's license there. Now, everybody leaves their credit card at the bar, but, you know, she always disappears. It's like she disappears on purpose and leaves me with the bill, and she's not even Jewish. What kind of manager is that? You see a Jewish guy doing that. But the credit card was declined? That's not a good sign. That's not a good sign for anybody. So that happened. Uh, what are you going to do? I know she means well, but it's uh, it's pretty bad, you know? And, uh, you know, I think she lies about a lot of stuff like that woman in cocktail. That's what I keep telling her. I'm like, she lies about stuff like not on purpose, but I think she's embarrassed that she doesn't get anything, you know, because she doesn't know anybody. I'm not sure why she's a manager at all. I keep asking her, like, do you even want to be a manager? So she kind of lies. But like in that woman in cocktail where, uh, you know, he's scamming that girl to get into this entrepreneurial program or whatever. And she... Remember, she's like wakes up every morning and drinks the carrot juice and stuff, and it's so annoying. And then he t- she takes her to that party. He's just a boy toy. He's the boy toy. He meets her in Jamaica. That's the scene we always play. Like, excuse me, do I have fuck me written on my forehead? And he's like, I can't see anything without my contents. We played that clip before. That girl, he's, she's always like, she, he knows they're going to break up. And she's like, listen, you know, this is over. And she goes, honey, I've got meetings set up for you tomorrow. And he's like, oh, just stop it. You don't have any meetings set up. This is what Vanessa does. She's like, I've got meetings set up. I've got plans. I'm like, you have nothing. I prefer, it doesn't bother me if you have nothing. I have nothing without you. You don't have anything, but don't lie to me. You got to be honest. We both stink, but maybe it'll all work out together. Who knows? But don't lie. You know, every time I'm like, what what happened to you? She's like, no, I got meetings set up. I'm, I'm working on stuff. She's not working on anything. She's working on getting drunk. That's all right. She's a, you know, a kid. But uh, just be honest. Be honest. Be honest. You don't feel like working. You just want to get drunk. I don't know. I don't know who her other clients are, so who knows if she even has any at all. But uh, so that's hilarious. That kind of ruined my night. Plus, uh, one of the girls uh, I was trying to get in, it was very important. Uh, this girl was trying to get into the club. You know, they were 18. Uh, a friend of a friend, and they took her. She showed a fake ID, and they took it, and then she couldn't get in, and now the person's angry at me. I'm like, well, why would she show a fake ID? I told them they were 18. 
Was she trying to scam her way in, like, to get beer? Meanwhile, I got the ID back, thank God, because they confiscated the door. I got it back at least so I can give it to her. It's, it's the stupidest. First of all, it's a woman's picture on the license, but it's a man's name. I'm not sure how she was planning on getting away with that. The, the, it's, it's a woman picture, but the, the person's name is William. Now, William's not even short. for. It's not like Samantha or, 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 I don't know, like Sam, you know, where it could be Sam or something like that. It's not. It's, it's William. How does that? What, what? Yeah, people call me Willie. No, no, that's still a boy's name. Um, let's go to the uh, scene where the uh, father uh, likes to. Who suffered? Who suffered? I did. Me. Me. But I don't want Jesse to suffer. I've seen I her play. Her to make the same mistakes that her father. She's made. brilliant. Accepting life, accepting situations. I want her to fight. And I want her to win. Because I've seen her playing, she's she's brilliant. I don't think anybody has the right of stopping her. I don't think anybody has the right to stop my girl. I've seen that movie like a hundred times. I don't know why. I think it's one of those things. It's my favorite thing. They're all Indians, and, you know, he's talking with the Indian accent, but the girl's talking with a British accent, and it cracks me up. It cracks me up with Indian people to talk with British accents. It cracks me up when black people talk with British accents. It cracks me up. I can't help it. It cracks me up. The kid cracks me up. Anyway, let's go back to Greece. Uh, just for a minute, every let's uh, let's see. So Judy Gold, first of all, I did her podcast uh, a week ago. That was hilarious. Uh, CBS, she's so funny. We talked for like two hours. Uh, she's just so funny. She really is funny. A big old lesbian, you know, just and she's so funny as Rizzo in the show. She's just like, shut up, you cunt. You know, <laughs> she just kept adding in that words. Every time she was in a fix, she was just like, you, f- you like she was just. Nasty, but it was hilarious, and she was wearing the little Rizzo wig, and it was really funny, and she did a really good job, and having her in the show is kind of fun because, you know, you just never know what you're going to get. But Rachel, again, it's so funny. I love working with Rachel. Rachel is so – I love her so much, but when she improvises off the script, I get angry because she improvises too much. It's always the same kind of improvisation, uh, and then she – doesn't get back to the script to work in the lines so then even judy was saying she messed up because she's like hey dave that one that joke bombed i'm like well it bombed because you did it the wrong way and you're not paying attention to the script and the way the jokes work so if you're going to improvise at least read the script a day in advance so you know you don't step on the big jokes that it's heading to and don't blame me so that drives me up a wall i'm like please and mateo did it too he was like going back i'm like continue the show's already too long just get on do your ad-libs but move on drives me insane drives me insane if they want to change my uh what i wrote that fine but just make it quick and move on do your jokes and move on to the next part you know just keep it flowing that is the key like bethel is sometimes a little too slow. She, I, you know, I'm just going to her, pick up the pace, pick up the pace. Now, I don't want to be a dick when I'm there during rehearsals, 
but I only have one hour to go through the show. So sometimes I have to stop and be a dick and be a Craig Carton it up and say, I need you to move faster. I need you to move faster. And then Beth will put me aside. She goes, you're making me very uptight when you keep waving your arm to say, go, you know, keep the pace up. This is the way I rehearse. You know, I do it slowly at first. And I pick it up and I'm trying to explain to her. I'm like, I get that. And I'm so sorry for doing that. But I only have an hour for rehearsal. And I, you know, this isn't a regular acting job. This is, you know, it's wonderful if I had a month to rehearse everybody and I could go over the parts and I could be a better director in that sense and take the time. But we don't have the time and I have to move on. And she wasn't doing it right. And I got to make sure she's the lead in the show. I got to make sure she wasn't getting the jokes. I still love her. She sings well. She looks good. She did a good job. Everybody loved her. But, you know, she. I need her to pick up the show. She wasn't getting the jokes the way it is where it's just like, you know, like she's talking to Rizzo. Rizzo's like, hey, you know, uh, let's start. To, I bet you never had a drink. She's like, I had a drink. Don't worry. I had, you know, like whatever it is, the way I, she, she just wasn't getting it. And if I had time to work with her, but nobody ever has time. If I had time to work with her, it would have been good. But I tried. I called her all weekend. She's like, I'm busy. I'm busy. And I understand. Uh, but, you know, it stinks because I, I don't have, you know, if somebody who doesn't, who's not a comedian and doesn't get it, even though she's a really talented actress. But my scripts are tough because I write like I talk. So if you don't know me very well, then you're not going to get it. And I think there are the people that do. And then there's the people that don't. I got to say, Lenny Marcus did a terrific job for a guy who's actually never seen the film. He saw it that day and he did a terrific job because, you know, he didn't have to be the character of duty doesn't need to be. You know, John Travolta, I, I had to do John Travolta or what the, the funny John Travolta thing. But Lenny didn't need to do it. He just had to be like, hey, what's happening? You know, like he did, he did it perfect. I was very, very pleased with him. Russ is so funny. It just every time he's on stage. He just, these good girls are always like, God, he, he really just is handsome. It's like every time I keep thinking they're going to say something bad, they just talk about how handsome he is. So he's the perfect Kanicki. He really is. It's so handsome. It's so funny. I, I, I hope he doesn't hate when I say, you know, I'm not, I'm not making fun of Russ uh, at all. Uh, but he really, it's just funny, you know, hear from the girls, let alone, uh, I think he went home with my neighbor last night. Uh, you know, some girl came to see the show. He's so funny. He's so, he's such a stud. He really is Kaneki. Within 10 minutes, he's making out with somebody like after the show. It's fascinating. It's fascinating to watch him work. Uh, we're the same age, but let's face it, he's in shape and he is good looking and he's, he's very smooth. He was perfect for the part. And uh, Rick Chrome did a, a great job as a narrator. You know, always, you know, skips over a couple of words and then he then somehow blames me. But his voice is perfect, and when he hits it, it's great. Uh, you know, listen, again, we can go over this 100 times. I'm going to be angry at every mess up because obviously you know I put a lot of time into this. Everybody else puts three hours into it, uh, maybe, you know, five hours if you count uh, the actual show. I put three months of time into it, three months of time. I live, eat, and sleep grease or the Godfather, whatever it is. So anytime there's some sort of slip up, I'm like, God damn it, they're not taking this serious. You know, you can't help it. I'm not mad at anybody. I keep using the same people because I love working with them and I know they're doing a good job. So it's just, that's on me. That's on me. Every, you know, anything that goes wrong. Who else was in it? Um, who am I missing? Nobody. I think that was it. It was a small cast. So anyway, 
Gnome, the owner of uh, the Comedy Cellar, and Colin Smith, who always do our music, I mean, they were amazing. They were amazing. They, they, the way they can work with people was unbelievable. He was transposing the music for Judy so she could sing it in a different key up until the time. He, he's, he's amazing. He's like a savant the way he knows every song. I sent him an email. I'm like, you sure you guys are okay with all these songs? He's like, cake. And then we end with Grease 2. He's like, I don't know. I'm like, they know it right away. It's amazing. Nobody knows. They just need to hear it once and they can do it. It's fascinating. Fascinating. Uh, Natterman opened up the show uh, because it turned out he was in town after all. He would have played duty, but... uh, so he was in town, so I had him warm up at the show, and thank God, you know, because my comedy wasn't that bad this time, but it's still not good, and you need a professional to warm up, to really warm up the audience. And I was nervous because I thought the show was too long, so I didn't ask him until that day. I said, would you mind doing it? Uh, because it's it's very clear. Plus, I know he knows the timing, so he doesn't mind just doing five or six minutes, uh, you know, so we could move on because it was such a, a long show, and I was very uptight that it was going to be too long. Uh, so he did a really good job, too. And, oh, and then... Um, yeah, I guess I'll tell you the surprise. The surprise was that I had Bob DeBono, who does an amazing President Trump, and he plays the uh, beauty school dropout, the Teen Angel. And I changed the lyrics, so he's just talking it because he can't sing. He's like, uh, Trump College dropout, this is a disaster for you. You know, whatever it is, I, I changed the lyrics, and people really liked it. And it was a surprise. Nobody was expecting it. So you don't hear anybody laughing when he's coming up because they don't know what's going on. We just play the march and he's saying hello to everybody and then he does the thing and then people got it and he looked to the part. He had the big tan burn. And then it sucked. Mateo said something about the burn. I, you know, That's when I need him to not say anything, let this guy have his moment, you know. And I don't like when people step over uh, other people's stuff. But, again, uh, Mateo's amazing. He's so helpful when it comes to the songs because uh, he can take the higher parts, and he was terrific. So you'll hear it all uh, next week, and you'll hear that um, it, it sounds really good, I think. I guess we'll find out. You know, I mean, let's see if I cringe when I hear myself sing. I, I don't think I will. Everybody, certainly people were there like, well, you, you have a nice voice. But they were like, boy, you really have. So I think I did a good job. You know, everybody was very impressed. And you know what? Again, I was very impressed with myself. I didn't have to be blessed with a good voice. I have to thank Gnushni. What's his name again? Good, good. I gotta thank Ganapni. I don't want to be disrespectful, but it's, it's really disrespectful. And I was happy because I wasn't sneaking off and lying to you. I didn't ask to be good at football. Guru Nanak must have blessed me. Guru Nanak must have blessed me. Guru Nanak must have blessed me. Meanwhile, the regular God hates me. So, but at least my voice didn't go this time. And, you know, I drank a lot last night and I'm totally hungover, but it didn't go. And, you know, I rehearsed and sang. And uh, I think I was feeling, you know, I think because it wasn't crowded, I, I was feeling no pressure. And um, I don't know, I was re- really excited. I was excited to do it. I was excited to sing the songs. And I would like to do that every day. I also had found out the day before that I will not be in Tootsie. I won't even be auditioning for Tootsie because the guy who writes the show, who wrote the show, who I was emailing the other day, uh, David Yazbek, told me that they are going with a guy that I didn't see but that they used in an earlier reading that they like. So I'm out. 
There will be no audition. There will be no Tootsie for Dave Jessica. But I'll tell you, I invited him to the show and I wish he had come because, you know, then he could have seen that I could sing, which would have been nice. But another time, I guess. Too bad. Too bad. Too bad. So, uh, uh, it's funny on, uh, I was just going to tell you what I did on Saturday, which was just, I, I did my traditional walk around where I delivered the scripts to everybody. I really enjoyed that day. It was a beautiful day Saturday. So took the city bike all the way to the Upper West Side. That's where all the scripts were getting dropped off. And I walked everybody's place and I dropped it off. And then I went to the Halloween store down on 4th Avenue, which was like this humongous Halloween store to get props, get wigs, uh, you know, a bunch of other stuff that I needed and, you know, something I was looking for, like a hat or whatever. And uh, that store is insane. You can spend a whole day in there. That's a great store. If you got kids and stuff, they would love it. You know, you come into the city, check out that store. It's really good. And that's the one my friend Paradox works in. Usually gets me a discount, but she wasn't there that day. Then I went to the bar. I had a drink because I'm just like, I was trying not to drink. And I'm like, you know what? My voice goes when I drink. It goes when I don't drink. I'm going to have a drink. So I just had one beer. And then I went. That was Saturday was a good healthy day felt good about the script i was glad i you know i, I felt prepared and then sunday when um it was my ne- you know my nephew's birthday today but we celebrated a pizza hut on sunday which i was like totally excited about pizza hut's delicious it's just so good and then i was full the entire time after i never ate again after that until the next day 24 hours later i was so full um but i also picked up the lacrosse stick i went to target a new one but um my niece's best friend had one in her garage. So I got the lacrosse stick ready for the 18th. Uh, when this comes out, that day, you know, I'm going to be egging uh, this woman's house from the smithereens. That is the plan. I'm, I'm taking off a half day of work so I can get there early. Now, I'm egging in the middle of the afternoon. Anybody can see me because it's just not going to work out otherwise. I don't want to do it late at night because that's rude. I just want to... You know, do it. I don't want to do it. You don't want to do it in the middle of the night and scare anybody. Uh, so you do it like around three o'clock, and I hope nobody's around. Maybe there'll be cameras. Who cares? I'm just taking some eggs. The what I really need to get is that screeching thing. You know, in the thing, like so you can hear my car pull out, which I can't do. You know, afterwards it really puts it in. But I'd like to videotape it, but I don't think anybody's going to be with me. We'll see. We'll see. Um, I don't know. Maybe I won't do it because I. I then I might have trouble getting into the Meadowlands where I need to be. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But I have the lacrosse stick and it's ready to go if I'm going to do it. But if I leave the tailgate, I'll do it. But if I go to the game, I'm not going to do it because it'll be too late. But right now, that's the plan. But maybe I'll postpone it for one of the 1 o'clock games in October. We'll see. We'll see. Right now, September 18th is the big egging day. And I got the lacrosse stick. It's ready to go. Uh... Yeah, the rest of the stuff. Oh, so then Sunday night I went to Lenny Marcus's house because he had Keith Robinson over and they were, you know, he was like, we're having a party for the Cowboys-Giants game. And it was really fun to go. But those guys are like, they're, I don't, you know, you come in and they don't even give you a place to sit. It's weird that they had, you know, food and everything, pizza and wings and stuff, which I couldn't eat any of. But they, they don't get up when anybody comes so nobody knows where to sit. It's a little awkward. Uh, but it was a fun time because Keith Robinson's a Cowboys fan and Lenny obviously, you know, works heavily for the Giants. And uh, so, you know, the Cowboys were killing him, and Keith just keeps giving it to Lenny, and it was totally worth going there for 
because Keith is so funny. He's just like, I'm sitting there eating your food and watching the game. Fuck you, lady. It was really funny. Keith Robinson is so funny that it was totally worth, like, you know, doing this on a Sunday. Now, this Sunday, I'm also, like, I've been, it's weird. I'm trying to get out of the football funk, right, as you know. Uh, Even though I love to just sit back and watch the games and gamble, I am doing a sex podcast at Rick's Cabaret in the Champagne Room or the VIP Room, whatever it is. I'm doing somebody's podcast. I'm hoping girls are going to be there. It's exciting. And I was like, dude, you always have to do this during football season, but I don't care, right? It's totally going to be worth it. Uh, You know, that's a good reason to get off the couch. And there'll be strippers and midgets and balloons like in a tells joke. No, I don't know. But uh, I don't know what to expect, but... That sounds like a podcast. Who wouldn't want to do that? And we'll see how that works out. I also did the Jim and Sam show on Thursday to promote the show, which didn't work because nobody came, because nobody cares about the great American musical anymore except you and I. Uh, I mean, should I just do Dear Evan Hansen next time and just change the script around and make it hilarious? Is that what's going to bring in the crowd? No, obviously that won't do it, but uh, not with this, not with the comedy crowd. Oh, God, they can't wait to see more comics, more comics. Yay, more comedy, fucking idiots. So, man, you don't like to mix it up a little bit? Everybody's just the same. It's the same thing over and over and over again. My God, people. But uh, what was I saying? Uh, What was it? Oh, crap. Now I've lost my train of thought. Nobody's here, and they can't remember, and I can't rewind. Uh, oh my God! I know you must be sitting out there. Like, you were talking about this. Was it even important? We're talking about the show. Talking about Greece. We're talking about. Uh, well, maybe I just got to move on. The musical. Oh, Jim and Sam. Jim and Sam. Jim and Sam. Uh, I went on that show. I love going on that show. It's so much fun to do. I love Norton. Uh, I like that guy Sam. It was really, really super fun. And then they brought a guy in. I didn't have enough time to like talk because they brought in another guest who had been to North Korea. Because I also did the comedy seller uh radio show the day before and they brought on nasim patri whatever this guy very handsome guy from comedy central i mean he's gorgeous uh indian guy and they were just talking politics politics so i only got a couple of, it was like doing shiraj i got a couple of you know big ones in and then uh that's it you know and then i just i could only get the couple of blurbs in you know because they have these other guests which are which are interesting I mean, the guy who went to north korea was kind of interesting but you know, I just want to sit and talk shit, you know, like this. So, you know, I hate when I'm on with another guest. I mean, it does take away my time, but it is it was very fascinating to sit in. But, you know, with Gnome's podcast, it's just, he's he's crazy. He's just talking. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. It's certainly not funny, but, you know, it could be interesting. And um, this guy in the daily, you know, he's obviously got a different view. Gnome's got views kind of like, you know, more like, I guess, mine where, you know, we're not completely to the right, but we're not completely to the left. Meanwhile, I went to go vote on Tuesday because it's election day, primary day, and they told me I can't vote because I'm Republican. Like, I'm registered Republican. You know why? Michael J. Fox thing and everything. And uh, I can't vote, but they won't tell me when the Republican primaries are. I have to get my voting record in so I can run for Manhattan Borough president, in which I'm having a conversation with this girl after October, after Yom Kippur. Because she's speaking at the UN for uh, Israel. This girl is very beautiful and very Jewish. That uh, usually you don't say that in the same sentence. Oh, now that coffee's cold. Okay, uh, let's move on. We have talked for forty-five minutes, I think, or so. Um, 
I just, you know, you know what I want to talk about? And uh, I wasn't sure if I was going to, but I want to. Like, just really quick. We're not doing a whole show. But the new fall lineup. Now, I am not even really watching a lot of network shows anymore. This used to be my favorite thing. And then it just kind of last year just petered out. I was realizing n- not only is nobody watching network television anymore, I'm not even interested. And yet, I can't help myself. I am getting excited for certain new shows. Well, what are those shows and what's happening? Now, I'm just going to go a couple of them and, uh, you know, we'll talk about we always have a good time with these network shows that nobody knows what they're doing. Starting with Sunday, they have a new show at, well, nobody cares about that. It's called The Toy Box at 7. It's like a reality show where you have an adventure with the toy. But then they're taking off. It's so funny. They have now moved Once Upon a Time, which I used to like, which I stopped watching because they just went another direction. I can't believe it's still on. And they're moving that. They're replacing they're once powerhouse, once upon a time at eight o'clock on Sunday nights, you know, prime time uh, with America's Funniest Home Videos. That show just won't die. It's unbelievable. And they're moving once upon a time to Fridays, which means that is their final year. Your show moves to Fridays. Death. So Sundays, so they moved the Friday show Shark Tank to Sundays now for some reason at nine o'clock. I guess they don't want to bother competing with... Uh, Sunday Night Football, they don't know what to do, so they're just in that move, like, you know, let's. why are we signing on? And then there's a new show at 10 o'clock called 10 Days in the Valley with Kira Sedgwick, and um, uh, the television producer's life gets complicated after her young daughter disappears in the middle of the night and the two worlds she tries to navigate violently collide. Uh, I give that two weeks. That will not go. Now, the only one I got wrong last year was This Is Us. I didn't see that happening, but apparently that's uber popular. 10 Days in the Valley starts October 1st. It'll be finished October 2nd. Yeah, you heard it here, folks, especially after it gets clobbered by Sunday Night Football. That's the only way it can last is if they just don't give a shit because it's on against Sunday Night Football. Here is another piece of crap on CBS at 8 o'clock that's just going to die a slow death because it's got Jeremy Piven and everybody's sick of his shit, and it's called Wisdom of the Crowd. I can't remember what it what it is. I don't know what the premise is. Uh, well, let's see. Here's the website. It's um, I can't remember. It just seems stupid, and it just looks stupid, and everything about it is stupid. I have no idea what it's about, but it's dumb. Thank you. What do you think of that? Let's go to – maybe it says on the IMDb page. Should I check? Yeah, it's totally worth it, right? Because I remember hearing the premise. Here it is. A tech inventor creates a cutting-edge crowdsourcing hub to solve his own daughter's murder as well as revolutionizing crime in San Francisco. Now, they just had this exact same plot on Fox where a a millionaire did the exact same thing. Uh, Why they think Jeremy Piven is going to be the guy. And that guy's a douchebag who's not happy wherever he is, you know, because I'm still mad at him what he did with the Broadway show. He's on a Broadway show, and then he just wanted out, and he... Said he had mercury poisoning. Whatever. Wisdom of the crowd, also starting October 1st, ends October 2nd. You're welcome. Which means that Sunday night has nothing. Now, of course, you have The Simpsons, and you have this new show called Ghosted, uh, an American supernatural sitcom. uh, uh, The series will follow a skeptic and genius true believer in the paranormal who are recruited by an organization called the Bureau Underground to investigate a series of unexplained activities that are occurring in Los Angeles, which is supposedly tied to a mysterious entity that could threaten the existence of the human race. Uh, but it stars Craig Robinson, who, you know, I like, and Adam Scott. And uh, I, again, no. 
No, it's it's no. It's just not going to happen. That's on Sundays between the Simpsons and Family Guy. So you'd think you have a chance, but it won't happen. No. And I saw the Orville the other night, which I guess is not going to be on Sundays. And that wasn't horrible. It's very odd, but I don't see it lasting. You know, it, it's got the good uh, Family Guy jokes in it. You know, like it's got three good Family Guy jokes in it. Like really three. So maybe it'll get, I'm still going to watch it because I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that it wasn't all slapsticky, that he's actually trying to make a serious space thing with the Family Guy jokes. So, I guess, you know, let's give it a more of a try because it was actually kind of fun. And, uh, you know, but it, people just don't like him. They don't like Seth MacFarlane and stuff. But I thought he was okay. So Monday, I'm just talking about the new shows. You know, we got the Kevin Can Wait, which, of course, they just bought back Leah Remini uh, to single-handedly save the show. Uh, but there's this new show. You know, the CBS the only one that still does sitcoms. After the Big Bang Theory and in between Kevin Can Wait, the prime, prime spot, it's called 9JKL. Uh, Josh Roberts, a divorced actor, lives in apartment 9K with his family living in adjacent apartments. His parents live in 9J, while his brother, sister-in-law, and their newborn baby live in 9L. <laughs> oh, my. This unique situation prompts him to set boundaries while bonding with his family members. The show is loosely based on Mark Furenstein's experiences while shooting the USA Network series Royal Pains. In real life, however, Furenstein lived with his wife, 9JKL producer Dana Klein, while living next to his own family. So, listen, he must have, I guess, produced it. That guy, Mark Furenstein, who was in uh, Royal Pains and that one from Miami. He's not bad. He's also in uh, the one with Mel Gibson, uh, What Women Want, too. Well, he's not bad, but uh, I I don't know. Listen, it's in between The Big Bang Theory and Kevin Can Wait. So we cannot write anything off in that time slot ever. You just, you can't put the big, the the big bang theory is going to move to Thursday. Remember the odd couple lasted two seasons because of that. And the odd couple stunk and they finally figured out that it stunk because they moved it to try it on its own. They said, oh, it's a big hit because it's on after the big bang. And they moved it on its own. Of course it bombed because it was horrible. How do you not know that, idiot? Then there's going to be, in the fall, uh, in November, Me, Myself, and I. That's the new Bobby Moynihan one. Now, this looks interesting. The show looks at the life of Alex Riley, an inventor and businessman at three points in his life. As a 14-year-old who moves to Los Angeles in 91, a 40-year-old dealing with the breakup of his marriage in the present day, that's the Bobby Moynihan, and a 65-year-old in 2042 who has just retired, which is uh, John Larroquette. So that's not a horrible premise. It's interesting, but again, it's on the Monday nights. Uh, oh, so it'll be on after Kevin can wait. So it has a shot. It has a shot, right? I mean, how do you look? Superior Donuts is coming back. That's that Judd. I didn't watch one episode. Nobody did, but it's coming back because it's on the. It's on after Kevin can wait. Kevin can wait. Kevin James a big hit. It's going to be stronger with Leah Remini because you're getting your stupid uh, King of Queens shit back again. So. I don't know. You know, it's going to work. And fuck. And and then there's this uh, 10 o'clock show on Monday. It's called The Good Doctor, which I, I uh, got to say, it actually, I've seen some coming attractions. It, it looks pretty good. <laughs> the series follows Sean Murphy, a young surgeon with autism and savant syndrome from a small town where he had troubled childhood. He relocates to join the prestigious pediatric department at St. Jose St. Benefantre Hospital. I don't know. It, it, he's got autism, so he's like a genius surgeon. You know, it's kind of funny. Uh I don't know. Uh, that one, I'm going to say uh, maybe, maybe. 
We'll see. I don't know. I don't. I got nothing on that one. And NBC after the Voice, they got the, you know, the Brave. What was that? Another fire. Uh, God, I hate these series. I don't know what it is. I don't care. It just sounds so boring. I don't know why. And uh, Fox has a show on Mondays at nine. The Gifted. You know, I like these kind of shows. I think it's Marvel. Uh, Let's see. The two ordinary parents take their family on the run from the government. They discover their children have mutant abilities and join an underground community of mutants who have to fight to survive. So I don't know. You know, uh, I was watching that Fox at the FX one with the, uh, you know, cousin Matthew, the guy from Beauty and the Beast. And it, it was OK, but it got bad at the end. I don't I don't know whether I can do another one. I don't know. Tuesday nights, ABC has the new show, The Mayor which everybody's comparing my Manhattan Borough President run to, uh, which, a, you know, a rapper just wins. But Leah Michelle's in it. I find her very attractive. So that's a lot of times why I watch a show. So I don't know. That's on at 8.30 and uh, Tuesday night, but it's not after Blackish, which is very, but you know, they got a good thing going on ABC. They got the middle, fresh off the boat, Blackish and the mare. Uh, it could work because Blackish is very popular. And then they have this so-called Kevin Probably Saves the World. I haven't heard anything about it. Um, it's a high-concept, angelic-themed fantasy drama comedy television series. So I guess it's uh, who played the... Um, I don't know. Maybe he's playing uh, an angel or something. I, I really don't know what the story is with it. It says, doesn't say anything about it, but it, it's going to be canceled. How about that? I'm just calling it right now. It's going to be canceled. Uh, the Mick is coming back. I like that show. So I, let's see what I watch. Uh, well, we'll go over that in a second. Wednesday SEAL Team. That's that one with that uh, idiot from Bones. This guy can't help but He loves working. He loves working. You got to respect it in a way. He goes from one series to another. He doesn't care. He just likes working. Uh, David Bonner, as I think it is. I That doesn't interest me in the least. Wednesdays at 9 o'clock, that could work. People like those kind of shows. I don't care. Dynasty is making a comeback. The soap opera from the 80s is coming back with Elizabeth Giles, who I like, uh, who's on, uh, you know, she was a kid. Uh, she was on Victorious, and she's a good singer. Uh, so I don't know. I might check that out because it's going to have hot girls, and who knows? I don't know. I can't decide. Riverdale's coming back, too. The Blacklist I kind of want to get out of. I'm not interested in the Blacklist anymore, but I hate missing James Spader. He's, he's the best. The Thursday nights, you got Young Sheldon. Now I'm very much looking forward to that. I'm absolutely going to watch that one. That is the one, the Big Bang Theory, Jim Parsons as a little kid. That I love the Big Bang Theory. It is my favorite show on television. I watch it all weekend long on TBS, so I will be watching Young Sheldon. We already talked about the Orville, which I actually thought was very good. I did think it was very good. And and that's it. That's the whole lineup. So let's see what I'm going to... Now, I didn't see Elementary on the, on the thing anywhere. I guess that's going to come up... Uh, you know, later on, I'm still watching that show. I, I enjoy that show. Uh, so Sunday's definitely uh, Family Guy is the only show I need to watch. Monday's The Big Bang Theory. Uh, I'm not going to give anything else a try. I don't care. You know, I'm trying to cut out stuff. I can't, you know, I can't uh, handle it. Oh, Monday's Lucifer is on too. So yeah, when Lucifer, oh, I guess uh, Supergirl keeps recording. I end up watching it anyway. I don't know. She's hot. You know, I'm trying to cut out stuff so I you know, run out of time and just watching TV. I feel like an idiot. But Tuesday, I got the Flash, the Mick. I really like that girl. 
Maybe I'll watch the mayor only because I like that girl, you know. So these are the reasons for watching. And then Wednesday, I'll probably just watch the CW because I'll watch Riverdale and Dynasty. Oh, God, I suck. I hate myself. And I'm going to watch the Orville. I'm going to watch Young Sheldon. Oh, and maybe the, oh, you know what? I'm probably going to watch Will and Grace, too. Listen, I just put on a production of Grease. Of course, I'm going to watch Will and Grace. I got to watch it. It's a good idea. They're bringing it back. It's very smart. You got to appreciate those actors all coming back. It's a smart move, and I like it. And the good place, which is the Kristen Bell, Ted Danson one, which I gave up on in the middle, and then I came back, and it turned out to be terrific, a real good twist. So I'm going to give that one another try. The Good Place on Thursdays at 8.30, right before Will and Grace. And then Great News I gave up on. I was surprised that got renewed. Uh, although I saw that somebody was joining it. You know, it was bothering me because they just, uh, Andrea Martin was annoying me. Oh, it was Tina Fey who was going to do something. Well, she's like, I guess she's producing it. But uh, I like that girl in it too, but it was bothering me. They weren't giving Andrea Martin, and, and I don't know. Her, she's a living legend, and I don't like when they undermine living legends, even though she's doing stuff, but it was too annoying. She's, it's, like, it's like that's why I was so mad at, uh, and everybody gets mad at me, at uh, who's, who's the guy that I hated for a long time? Uh, John Mulaney. He had Martin Short in his possession and just ate him up in, a, in just a bag of shit script, and it was driving me insane. Uh, but I have been told that I cannot hate John Mulaney uh, that he is a genius or whatever. I haven't seen it, but I heard he's an amazing comic. Obviously, Broadway show was ridiculously successful. So whatever. And can you believe Crazy Ex-Girlfriend coming back for a third season? How is that possible? I stopped watching it, but that's the story. So, I don't know. Curb Your Enthusiasm come back in October. Lots of good shows to watch, I guess. I'm always looking for something new to watch, you know. You know, I like waking up early, watching the show, you know. But some of them I got to watch... Like, I got to be wide awake, so I got to watch, like, Saturday afternoons. Also, I always need a show. Like, Elementary was the show I was watching after I make my bets in football. It's so overwhelming. I like to, you know, I like to, to get going. I like to watch an hour-long show or, like, 50 minutes and then come back and it's almost halftime or the opposite way around where it's, you know, going into the fourth quarter because, you know, the first quarter is, like, boring. So I just turn it off and there's too much stress. You know, when gambling, too much stress. So what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Oh, I did my Paul Lynn last night. I'm telling you, I was on fire. Doing the Alice Ghostly, you know, Miss Murdoch from uh, All Ass Kid. All Ass. Somebody's got to get me some anal poppers. <laughs> hey, what's happening here? Uh, I just love doing Paul Lynn, and, and really they should just uh, let me do the life and times of Paul Lynn. I've been waiting for it for years. It's called Center Square. And, uh, you know, just be like, I guess it all started back in 1937. <laughs> I don't know why I am obsessed. I just think his voice is so hilarious. But that's the story. I don't think there's anything else. Should we uh, call it a night? I don't know. I guess that's it for today. I'm hungover, so there's not much to say. And... Uh, maybe I was ill-prepared a little bit because I'd been really concentrating on uh, Greece and everything and doing a bunch of stuff. So, you know, maybe I wasn't as prepared as I'd like to be. And that's been happening a lot lately. But now we will go back to concentrate. Like in October, we'll go back to concentrate on the podcast. We'll find a good place for us. We'll figure out some stuff. But right now, the story is this. 
uh, today's show. Next week, Grease Live, or we'll have to call it something else because they've already done Grease Live. We already did a podcast on Grease Live. And then, uh, and then I, I guess the show following our experiences in L.A. And then hopefully we will air the podcast that I plan on doing in L.A. with uh, hopefully some decent guests from Los Angeles. Maybe, I, you know, I don't know how to get in touch with Bobby Rist. What do you want me to say? Obviously, I want him. I want to get in a heck of him, but I, I don't know how to get in touch with him. And my manager just doesn't get it. You know, these are the things I'd like to ask her, but I don't know. She can't do it either. Nobody knows what she's up to, but... We'll see what happens, and that will be a fascinating story. I mean, you know, we're going to have a good time out in L.A. We're going to party. We're going to see some friends. I will come back with the stories, I promise. I will come back with the stories. And that is the name of that tune. And then we'll just uh, podcast it up until the end of the year when we get crazy with football and New Year's and the Dave Juskow podcast. The Nightfly with Dave Juskow. That's what we're going to call it for now. The Nightfly with Dave Juskow. Ladies and gentlemen, we will see you next time on the podcast. I hope you enjoy Greece. And uh, we'll see you in a couple of weeks where we got a fresh new podcast for you. <laughs> so uh, that's the name of that tone. We'll see you next time on the podcast. The night fly. I keep saying it so I remind myself. Okay. Bye, guys. Awesome.